Welcome to Talking Heads on USA Global TV, starring the one and only wonderful Dr. Jacqueline. It's a prestigious place where world-class influencers and experts meet, and where you'll find the most trusted advisors and coaches for all things in life and business. Visit usaglobaltv.com to sign up for our newsletter, get the value you need, and be first in line to learn about events and giveaways and other valuable content. Connect with us. Email Dr. Jacqueline at usaglobaltv.com to talk about how you can become part of USA Global TV. That's USA Global TV, where the doctor is always in. Hello and welcome. Welcome to USA Global TV and Radio to the Talking Head Show, the business show. My name is Roland, Roland Friedel. I am an, an entrepreneur. I call myself a entrepreneur, not an entrepreneur. Entrepreneur means I'm a businessman who is not only taking, but giving a lot back. And I, I run a company in Switzerland, Spartan Performance Systems, where we coach, consult international businesses all over the globe in eight or nine languages with my team since more than 25 years, two and a half decades. We process optimization, analyzing, and people development, meaning self-development, meaning a lot of leadership trainings, coachings, executive coachings, uh, and also uh, sales trainings and sales coaching and interim management we also offer with my my team besides that are uh, i am very engaged in in men's work so on every wednesday here on usa global tv and radio at 3 p.m eastern time on 9 p.m central european time we have a show wild at heart wild at heart means it's a show for men by men about men and two hours later we do the UFC environmental show yeah and here on usa global tv and radio on uh, on this channel who is it's all about sharing and caring and educating people supporting people connecting with people i'm a co-host at the mallorca connection i'm a talking head like here on the show i'm an elevated listener and a host and moderator on the other two shows i mentioned before so let's get started i'll bring up the decks and yeah if you want to connect with me uh one is Sparta performance dot com spartan-performance.com it's a business website my general website is rolandfriedel.com i will spell it for those guys who are on a podcast on a radio station it's r-o-l-a-n-d-f-r-i-e-d-l.com uh, and you can connect with me so um for those are who are the first time here with me I am here on module number three, and the name of module number three is Helping Customers Manage Change Through Innovation. Actually, we're going to very turbulent times. Even the last two years have been more turbulent than the other crisis we experienced in business. And uh, I did a lot of research uh, during the last two years to together with my, my staff and also uh, wrote an amazing study. I guess it was Brett Gardner who interviewed uh, hundreds of CEOs worldwide from different industries, asking them, okay, out, coming out of, of this crisis and this pandemic, what, what is your target? And what came out was it's retaining. It's not a lot of growth, it's just retaining. Uh, and the two main points were more efficient workplace, more productive employees. And because many people are working from home remotely or hybrid, it's, it's IT security. And so I, I brought up this, this, this topic, helping customers to manage through innovation, and I split it into 12 episodes. And 
Actually, today we are talking, we're already in episode number nine, stakeholder identification. So if you missed all the other episodes, please go on YouTube and you will put in USA Global TV, Talking Head, Roland, and then you find all the other recordings. So in episode number one, we've been talking about the next normal and the change. In episode two, I've talked about managed change through innovation, what's the, what's the concept. Episode three was the golden circle, starting with the why. Uh, in episode four, we talked about business curiosity, being curious, knowing, do you really know your customer exactly? Really, do you really know it? Episode um, five was commercial insight, information versus insight. Episode six didn't exist because I, I thought I will split commercial insight in two parts, but I brought all the content already in the first part. Episode seven and eight was the buyer's journey, part one and two. And now we're on episode nine. It's about stakeholder identification. And those of you who, who followed me already with the other shows, I know I do, uh, know I do it on the four points. We have a look at it, why it's important uh, to uh, consider stakeholder identification, what it is, how we do it, and what if, how we implement this in our daily business. So let's get started. If something is unclear, you're more than welcome to contact me and we can go deeper with yourself or with your team into this process. Okay, let's start with the why. Why is it important uh, to know more about stakeholder identification? First of all, uh, a short summary. When we are in business, when we are selling some things, and we talk here about B2B business, okay, in the B2B business, the more complex uh, the process is, the more complex your solution is, or the more complex your service product is, the more people will be involved from the buyer side, as we call as a buying center, buying, buyer, buying center. And this, then the stakeholders are the people who are part of this uh, buying center and who are, are the decision makers who are decide yes we go with you yes or no and who also uh, have give the budget for this project so this is the stakeholders and we have to identify that why is it important as it says here uh, from 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 my personal experience as a very successful salesperson and uh, from my uh, experience as a sales trainer with many international companies who are, who are very, very strong and sales-driven, very, very successful worldwide, uh, we all know that high sales performers are shown to know whom to target, which they call as their target, whom to target to initiate a buyer's journey or to advance a buyer's journey, or even when the buyers or when the customer is already engaged with a, with a competitor to disrupt the buyer's journey and help to drive the buying process forward to a successful, successful, not a successful, successful, sorry, conclusion. Okay, so that's important. You have to know to whom to talk. Uh, I, I see it very, very often uh, when we do, especially field coaching with salesperson, uh, you know, they, they make appointments because a, a trainer coach is coming with them and then you see, uh, you see and experience a lot of meetings where where the customer is very friendly, offers you a coffee. Yeah, it's it's a lot of talking, and then you find out, hey, this is not a decision maker. He cannot make any decision. He or she cannot any make make any decision. So there's a lot of time, energy, and money wasted by salespeople by talking to the wrong people who are not the decision makers who don't have the money to make any decision. So it's so so important to identify the stakeholders to talk to the right person to be successful in your selling uh, cycle. 
So what is it? What, what, what does it mean, um, stakeholder identification? It means to find out who is who and who is going to support you uh, to be more successful, okay? Meaning that you can do the sales. That's all about it. And uh, actually, the, the, the terminology uh, is a terrain management. You know, territory management, uh, when you are sales manager, when you're responsible for strategic sales to support your sales stuff, territory management is a final cut which customers we target. Uh, we can split it into areas. We can split it into uh, branches, brands, branches, and an industry. There are different uh, uh, access to it, how we do a territory management. But even more important for me, much more important is terrain management. Terrain management means who are the decision makers? Who are they connected? Who is influencing whom? Who is talking to whom? Who is reporting to whom? Um, and, and these are the stakeholders. And it's very, very important to find out uh, who are the, uh, the stakeholders, whom to engage in, in which phase of the selling cycle. But let's go deeper and, and have a deep look at how we are doing that. I guess this is the more important thing to be make it, make it more practical, practicable for you. Uh, first of all, uh, we have to find out, okay, whom we are targeting. And I always give the advice, always on a C level. It's always easier to step down the escalators than going up. So always on the C level. I always communicate on a C level on decision makers. And depending on your product, depending on the projects, you have to involve different departments, different functions. And I guess what's very important is finance, of course. Finance should be uh, on, on board because they have the money, the budget, <laughs> they calculate the budget. Marketing becomes more and more important, especially uh, during the pandemic and after the pandemic because there was more less one-to-one -one sales. So there was more online, uh, there was more social media involved, there were more websites involved, so more online was going. So marketing became more and more important. And I can see that because uh, two companies targeted me as interims managers and said, okay, one, you, we want you to be the worldwide head of marketing and, and responsible for sales. So there's marketing and then sales in the markets, not the other way around. So there's a change uh, going on. So marketing becomes more and more important. Sales, of course. Uh, maybe it's production when you when you uh, sell a service or a, 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 a product, a technology product in production. It can be purchase. It can be HR. So more and more department uh, have to be uh, involved. So it's it's not a, a, a full uh, range what I'm showing you. I just show you finance, marketing, sales, and production. As I said, of course you need purchase, and of course you meet you will need HR maybe. Or maybe another apartment too. But it's not, it's not only about the function. It's also about what I said before about the designation. So I always communicate on a C-level. I highly recommend it on a, talk to a C-level first because these are the decision makers. This could be the vice presidents, officers, directors, leaders, managers. And uh, this person, they have uh, key priorities. Yeah, When you look at finance, um, these are the, the latest data uh, we we got on research on and, and this is from Gartner and and um, actually not only from Gartner it's from Gartner it's from Salesforce.com maybe you know Salesforce or it's a um, they're selling uh, CRM programs it's from BWC from Deloitte and from Napco and from BWorld actually from this year in 2022 so it's a summary of their findings and 
um, one of the key priorities of finance, it's enabling growth. So that's what I told you. It's about retaining uh, and enabling by growth meanings, having more cash flow uh, uh, to invest in maybe more productive uh, employees to um, invest in more efficient uh, workplaces or in more securities. Uh, meaning cash flow and reals, it's also building employee and customer trust it's also about tax, taxes, risk, and regulation. It's about accelerating transformation and understanding the future of work. This is uh, with finance. It's very uh, interesting here. When we look at marketing, it's about enabling growth and measure value. Of course, marketing is there to enable growth and measure value. It's about launching or adapting a marketing strategy, a new uh, marketing strategy, or adapting our existing marketing strategy. It's about defining and communicating purpose and motivation. On the customer side, it's about communicating authentic, authentically, very, very important, authenticity. It's about developing and deploying a hybrid approach. As I said before, marketing became more and more important because the last two years there was less one-to-one -one sales. So you didn't meet people in person. So it was more online. And it's about doing more with less in marketing. And then we have sales. Of course, it's about enabling sustainable growth. It's embracing Ambitionally, it's renewing the client. That's so, so important, renewing the client. What's the issue with the issue? What challenges do they face? And that's actually the topic, helping customers manage change for innovation. It's about, as I said, renewing the client, knowing the client much better. It's about developing hybrid selling capabilities. It's embracing marketing and service diversification. And yeah, more for production, for HR, and for purchase, maybe. Let's go a little bit deeper and have a look about the stakeholders. And uh, there's an interesting uh, analyze by Gartner's because Gartner's analysis found that any given stakeholder likely falls into one of the seven that you see on this graph, one of uh, one of seven distinct profiles. Um, and we will see later that not all profiles are equally useful in your in your selling circle. Some excel excel at rallying their organization organization around the purchase and ultimately driving consensus, and um, which which we call the mobilizers. We will see who they are. Mobilizers also serve as a I would say as a compelling and highly viable challenge a channel to facilitate collective learning when salespeople have limited access to customer stakeholders. Others, however, willingly talk to salespeople but can't move a buying decision forward. We call them the talkers. And finally, of course, we have the blockers. Those are wired to, to avoid change and strongly prefer stability over disruption. So and as a result, of course, they really help salespeople or go out of their way to speak to outside vendors at all. So we have seven types here. And let's see who are the mobilizers, who are the blockers, and who are just the talkers. Let's go through step by step. And let's I start with the, for example, with the go-gator. The go-gator is a champ, champions are those good ideas. These are champions are good ideas. So a go-gator has his goals. And he's always taking others, other person's ideas and sell it as it owns. He always delivers more than asks. And he learns from mistakes and moves on. 
So a, a champion's honest good ideas mean he's involving other people in ideas to be to become better, make a better illusion. He always delivers more than asks. Is over performer and he learns more from mistakes and moves on. That's a go-getter. The skeptic is a person that perceives unclear project as risky. Of course, uh, he prepares influential stakeholders for disruptive ideas, so he prepares them, and also believes that changes require small wins first. That's the skeptic. Then we have the teacher. The teacher often teaches. Yeah, new insights. He colleagues and senior executives seek their input, and they're very good in convincing others. That's a teacher. Then we have the blocker, and as I mentioned before, a blocker believes that stability is a goal in and of itself. A blocker believes improvement projects are distracting from the, from the current situation, and blockers rarely, really rarely help vendors. That's a blocker. Then we have the friend. The friend is very ready, readily accessible, enjoys conversation with salespeople, meaning you always get a coffee, a hot coffee or a tea in a warm place in winter. Uh, a friend often networks salespeople with colleagues, so introduces you to his colleagues. And a friend is very generous in giving time to salespeople in general, not only to you. Okay, that's the friend. Then we have the guide. The guide is a person who provides information that's typically unavailable to vendors. So it gives you more information that you normally get from a stakeholder. He speaks the truth when sharing with vendors. And he distributes information equally, meaning not only to you, but only also to your competitors. That's the guide. And last but not least, we have the climber. The climber is a person that needs to gain from project from projects personally. He needs a personal gain, okay, out of it, and he may support you. He wants personal rewards for risks taken, and he likes to tell others about their successes. So there's some people who talk about their successes all the time uh, when you meet them. So the question is, how to identify a true mobilizer who helps you in your uh, selling cycle? Because, as I said in the beginning, high and core performers look for every different clues to determine if they're talking to the right customer stakeholder. As I said before, you can waste a lot of time and energy and money uh, when you're talking to the wrong person. So core performers look for contacts who are easily accessible, freely share information, and will benefit from a purchase. Moreover, core reps representative core salespeople natural are optimism and they leads them to overestimate the context ability to help them so sometimes what the, the trap is that salespeople are seeking people who easily to assess so when i when i let's say when i when i teach people in, on a workshop on sales i said okay how to how, how to get how to how to start I said yeah when i know somebody maybe it's a friend of mine i get a recognition i know somebody it's easy to step in yeah with this person it's easy to step in maybe you get easy an appointment yes maybe this person is easily sharing information the question is can this per this person decide if if the purchase with you is done yes or no is this person responsible is has the person the person the power over the budget or the money to pay you yes or no that's always the question so that's that's the traps here and what we are looking for is i would say i would call it a healthy skepticism 
Okay, like a stakeholder who asks challenging, of course, but thought-provoking questions. And this indicates that they likely have the internal credibility needed to persuade others to act. And on the other hand, over-eagerness for a solution is often indicative of someone who likes new ideas but has less internal credibility as they always bring vendors' ideas to their peers. Okay, so ladies and gentlemen, what do you think? Who is a mobilizer? Who is a talker? And who is a blocker out of this four? The go-gator, the skeptic, the teacher, the blocker, well, moment is woman, the friend, the guide, and the climber. And I guess this is quite interesting. And I will show you on the next slide. You can see if you're right. Okay, you got it? Okay, I'll show you the next slide and then we're going to see. Okay, so I mean, the blocker is a blocker. I mean, that's quite sure. Um, then we have the talkers. These are the people who love to talk, but mostly don't, are not decision makers because they don't have the power over the money. They don't have the power over the decision. So as um, as you can see here, as a, as a talker, we have the, the guide. And do you remember what I, what I was talking about, the guide? The guide is a, a person who provides information that's typically unavailable to vendors. So when you get information, it's not normally not given by a vendor, by by, by a, to you as a vendor. Then you then it is a sign that it's just a talker. Okay, he speaks the truth when sharing with vendors. He tells you everything about you want to know, very truthfully. But but this person also distributes disinformation to everyone, not only to you, to all your competitors too. So that's the guy. That's why we, he's a talker. Then, uh, of course, as a talker, we have the climber. And the climber, when you remember, is the person who needs to gain from person from projects personally. Uh, he talks about himself all the time. About, as I said, he likes to tell others about his or her successes and he wants personal rewards. That's also just a talker. And then we have the friend. And when you remember what I talked to you, I told you about the friend, the friend is one who is readily accessible, enjoys conversation with salespeople. That's what I mean. You always get an appointment. You always get a, a cup of tea or coffee a warm chair in winter. Um, uh, it's it's easy to meet them. They often they often network salespeople with other colleagues. Yeah, they are very communicative. They are very connecting. And they are very generous, as I said, in giving time to salespeople. But it's wasted time because it's a friend unless he's not helping you to get in contact with a real decision maker with a mobilizer. And on the mobilizer, we have the teacher. We have the go-gator and we have the skeptic. So the teacher, what I said is often teaches new insight and he's very good in convincing others, especially in the other decision makers, meaning that colleagues and senior executives very often seek their input. So the teacher is important. Then we have the go-gator. You know, remember the go-gator is the person who is overperforming, meaning always delivers more than us. He learns from mistakes and moves on, and he champions others' good ideas, meaning he is supporting others' ideas. Not only about him; it's more the team player. And maybe you'd be surprised. Also, a mobilizer is the skeptic. As I said, we are looking for what we are looking for in the buying center is what I said before: is healthy skepticism. And a skeptic is a person, okay, he's skeptic, of course, uh, because when he has questions, he will challenge you with a lot of questions. This is, a, this is a good sign because the skeptic perceives unclear. And I say unclear 
project as risky, not the clear one. So he needs clearness. Okay. He perceives unclear project as risky. Uh, by the way, for the gender guys, if I say he, I mean both genders, of course, he and she. Okay, so this person perceives unclear projects as risky. So make it clear. Answer all the questions. Be as clear as possible. Clear communication. And what he also does, the skeptic, uh, he or she prepares influential stakeholders for disruptive ideas. He prepares them. He's skeptic. He's asking a lot of questions. He prepares them. And he also believes or she believes that changes require small wins first. So I love skeptics because I always say skeptics are not that they're asking questions. As long as somebody's asking questions, he or she is still interested. The real thing is going to happen when you do a presentation, they're not asking questions. Okay, then you don't have no influence because you cannot react on it. You cannot respond in a proper way. And maybe you can get out uh, any misconception or misunderstanding. So I love the skeptics. They're asking a lot of questions. That's cool. Make it clear. Answer your questions, even if they're challenging, and make them as a friend. So, ladies and gentlemen, but don't misunderstand me. It doesn't mean that you only talk to mobilizers. Of course, you have to, to, to involve the talkers because they can be also part of the buying center. And you can also have blockers in the buying center. Okay? Don't misunderstand me. You have to have a strategy for all three types, for the mobilizers, for the talkers, and also for the blockers, because you will have, you can, will have them all in the buying center, depending how large the buying center is. Normally on, on big projects, it's between eight and 10 people you have in a buying center, okay? So that chance is very high that you have blockers there. Maybe you have a blocker because he's a friend of a competitor, for example, yeah? Or maybe it's a blocker because he, they had a bad experience with your company, with your products in the past. Could be happen, but you, but you need a strategy for a blocker. Okay, but you have to know there could be a blocker. There will be talkers. Of course, you have to handle them, but don't invest too much time and energy. And invest more time and energy on the mobilizers and maybe on the blocker together with the skeptic. Okay? So don't misunderstand me. It's not about focusing on the mobilizers. It's about being aware who is who in the buying center. That's very important uh, to very important to understand this. Okay, and now let's have a look why it's so important to look at this. Okay, and um, as I said, there's this um, study um, from. It's actually it's it's our uh, um, how's it? It's published. It's called the challenger, the challenger customer effectiveness of customer stakeholder profiles for thriving organization action. This is the source. Okay, if you're interested in the source, the source is the challenger customer. That's the book. Effectiveness of customer stakeholder profiles for driving organizations actions. And this is about the likelihood to drive organization action. When you look at the mobilizers, and say the mobilizer, let's say the go-gator is 100, 1.0. Yeah? So if, when you have the mobilizer on board, you have a, a, a 31 plus higher success rate. Yes? When you, have to, when you focus on that. So the go-gator is 1.0. Uh, the teacher is 11 percentage minus it's 0 0.89 the skeptic is 0 0.66 so we really have to work hard on this on this guy 
uh, to ask or to, yeah, to handle and to be prepared uh, to so you can respond to all his challenges questions. The guide, and that's interesting, is only 20, uh, 0 to 3. And then have a look. The friend is minus, so it's just wasted time. The climber is minus, and the blocker, of course, is, is, a, is a total failure. But as I said before, you can have all three types in the buying center. You have to handle them, but you have to be clear. Uh, who you focus on, okay? The go-getter, the teacher, and the skeptic. You have to handle the guide, the friend, and the climber, meaning don't invest too much time there and have a good strategy for the blocker. Uh, the best idea for the blocker is my personal experience with uh, my own companies, but also with the clients we work together is find a mobilizer, find a mobilizer that supports your idea and your, your projects and, 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 and find an, a, a friend uh, or whatever you want to call it uh, to convince the blocker or to neutralize. Um, Maybe it's a sharp word because the military neutralized Mr. Kill. That's not what I mean. But uh, to neutralize, you know what I mean, guys, to neutralize the blocker. Okay, so it's not too heavy. And you have to find out how much influence has the blocker in it in, in, in this um, decision-making cycle. I mean, how much influence has the blocker in, in totally uh, in the stakeholder? Yeah, How much value, how much uh, weight does his voice have? That's, that's, that's very, very important. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, that's about the stakeholders identification. I hope this was value, value of you. If you need more information, you're more than welcome to contact me and my team. And yeah, especially for the for for uh, the identification, that needs a little bit training, a little bit practice uh, with the teams uh, to learn about that. I always do this. Uh, not with case studies. We always do these trainings and workshops when our clients bring real clients with us and we have a look at the territory management, uh, meaning on the stakeholders. I ask some questions and the guys can work on them uh, to continue their successful selling cycle by adapting it to the customer's buying journey. Yeah, if this was of value, I would uh, more than happy if you recommend myself, uh, the Talking Head Show, USA Global TV and Radio, uh, and my team. As I said, go to my main website, it's rolandfriedel.com. It's www.rolandfriedel.com, rolandfriedel.com. And from there, you can link to SPS, Partner Performance Systems. It's in English and in German, and you also have a contact form. Thank you so much for listening to me, and I wish you a successful business. Uh, hopefully, you're not only retaining your accounts, you can also grow them successfully. A lot of fun, a lot of success, all the best. Thank you, and bye-bye.